Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Oh, wait, forgive me. I'm just thinking about a Minio and Sapio Sausage Bomb. Oh, good morning and welcome inside high school sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri. Along with Marquel Slaughter, Roger Weiss, Joe Marguccio, and we have special guest Jack Cruiser, the voice of Cheektowaga, in studio to help us out this morning. So we're going to get into uh, all of this stuff that's going on. We've got uh, the fallout from the St. Joe's timing game, uh, playoff forecast. Uh, we have an announcement that's coming up. We teased it last week, and this is concerning the uh, Connolly Cup. So uh, Dennis Sorrow, we're waiting for him to call in and uh, get you guys updated as to what we're doing. But I wanted to start off, first of all, saying uh, good morning, guys. Morning. Morning, y'all. I was waiting for that. Joe, are you awake yet? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm here, man. <laughs> Jack, are you awake? You ready I'm, to go? I'm getting there, yeah. All right. That's all I needed to know. Uh, big thank you to Grand Island uh, Little League last week for hosting us. Grand Island, a proud member of NASA. Uh, we did the show from the field last week. And, uh, by the way, my team did go on to uh, win. Come on. 32 to nothing. Nice press box up there. It was nice. They're going to put TVs up there, buffet, and everything. Oh, they could do it right. Uh, that's, that's and the field one. is incredible. First of all, you guys saw how hard it was, it was raining. Rain. Basically, throughout the whole uh, Pee Wee game uh, that was uh, before my game. And those poor little kids got <laughs> they got wet. <laughs> and then it was, what, about maybe 10 minutes left in the show, and I look up to my left side, and I see the sun breaking through and i'm like oh this is great uh, matter of fact nick my son came had to uh interrupt us while we were getting ready to do the show says dad i'm getting wet i need your raincoat <laughs> so i gave him my raincoat so he was fine but uh it came the sun came out but the here's what i'm where i'm going with this the field unbelievable condition after it raining there's no mud nothing the kids uniforms maybe some uh, uh loose grass got on that was about it you, you know you, you expect the sidelines to be all muddy sloshing through no uh veterans park is beautiful even you know forget the sports that goes on there which there's a gazillion baseball fields soccer fields football fields but there's it's an amazing place to take the kids to go and play uh i'm looking forward to going there this winter they have a nice hill i want to take the kids uh sliding so it's a lot sledding. of land out there yeah it's, like, it's yeah, just it's, it's really nice but uh grand island was awesome and uh, as i said they're a proud member of nasa and this is what i like about nasa we have 16 leagues that form that make up nasa and everybody gets along. Everybody is watching out for everybody's back. Uh, every, you know, great hosts everywhere we've gone, and it's, it's like everybody's in partnership. Uh, and it's tremendous. It's a great feeling, and I'm uh, so happy to be a part of it. Uh, so thank you, NASA. Thank you, Grand Island, for your hospitality. We are done with that. I mean, I'm looking at this. The season's just about over. We have 
a game today. We're at Wilson High School at 3 o'clock. I've never been there, so this is going to be my first chance to check out their field. And then next week, we're at home for our season finale against Luport. And then we have what's called a cup game, a bowl game. And I'm not sure who we're going to be playing, but that's going to be home in Niagara Falls. So it's over just like that. And it seems like just yesterday, you know, we're out there sweating in 90 degrees. It went by so fast. You can go one better. What's we're that? in week seven in high school football. Talk about going fast. Anthony, what kind of facility is that? Five minutes after a downpour and you can't get mud on your uniforms? That's not football. <laughs> That's because the kids only weigh like 70 pounds and stuff. Actually, Grand Island had one kid that was 220. Yeah. Well, he tore the field up, ripped it up a little bit. <laughs> He's 220. <laughs> you look I mean, like that Lake Shore player <laughs> compared to those other kids. Yeah, Brave. They, they were big. Grand Island has some uh, has some size on on their uh, their squad. So uh, Coach Dean Santorio, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get these big boys up here soon enough. So uh, it was fun, and the season the season's been great. Uh, outside of some parents getting a little squirrely, no, losing focus of where they I are. Find but that uh, hard to believe. we'll do a show on that. <laughs> Maybe during the summer. Uh, get everybody up to date as to uh, how to behave during a game, how to behave during the season, what to expect, and things like that. All right, news and notes, guys. Raj, late on me. Just quickly today, North Tonawanda High School, they have their annual uh, girls uh, volleyball invite. They're, they have five different courts going on at once and three different gyms and all that. So uh, for you uh, girls volleyball aficionados, North Tonawanda is the place to be. And if they are true to form, you will be able to eat there or take home some chowder. By the way, I saw the uh, volleyball team yesterday. You're saying, how do you do that? There was a parade that went by, uh, what was that, on Payne or something like that? Uh, North Tonawanda pep rally sort of parade and all the various, uh, like the golf team, the volleyball team, uh, I think the basketball team, you know, and the trucks and their beeping horns and, uh, you know, blowing, uh, you know, noisemakers and signs on the, on the did truck. Did you say on Payne? I thought the I, game was at Tonawanda yesterday. Yeah, but they went down that route. Don't ask me why. This was around... I don't know, quarter to three. Oh, all right, pregame parade. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, definitely okay. pregame. You know, the, the police would uh, block off the intersection so that they could go by, even though that made me late for picking up my daughter. No, I wasn't too angry. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. Uh, big congratulations to Kenesha Sr., linebacker, fullback, Mason Hoos, who's been selected as the Western New York Athletics Athlete of the Week for the week spanning October 3 through the 9th. Hoos was a force on both sides of the ball as he helped lead the Crusaders to defeat national power Cardinal Mooney on the road last week. He had 21 tackles, three of which were for losses, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, a sack, deflected a pass, scored a TD, and put up Halloween decorations. No, I just added that last part, but that's outstanding defensive effort there. Or as Roger would say, uh, did he sell uh, programs in between uh, quarters? <laughs> or or flip hot dogs in between at halftime? 50-50 tickets. Yeah, he did that too. I mean, he was really busy, but uh, congratulations to him. Marquel, what do you have for me, buddy? Yeah, running through a couple more sports before we get to football. Congrats to St. Joe's and Gal for winning MMA golf titles in the regular season. Um, big congrats to Madison Pizzino. We were just talking about Molly Petrucci all last year. Madison Pizzino goes on and breaks her New York State career scoring record. Um, the mark was 234. I believe Pizzino's at 237 after 
um, after the win earlier this week. So congrats to her. That's a big accomplishment. Boys soccer, Hamburg beat Frontier 3-2 to two in double overtime. That was on Monday. Um, a lot of good boys soccer games on last Monday. I um, also want to shout out Tyler West from Pine Valley. Um, Pine Valley soccer tweets me all the time with um, – with his updates, I believe he's at 29 goals or somewhere around 30, and that's somewhere atop of uh, Western New York boys soccer. Congrats to Hope Balling of Tonawanda. She's been playing forever. She's um she's at her 100 goals now for her career. Just got to that last week. Um, I went to Maryvale for girls soccer earlier this week. Maryvale girls soccer defeated Depew 10 to 1. Behind Bella Devine on her senior night, she scored six goals, which is a Maryvale record. Actually ties her teammate, who's a junior, Lexi Aquilino. Yeah, six goals, man. She had a hat-trick in the first half. Um, Lancaster beat Clarence in girls volleyball 3-1. to I went to that earlier this week. That was a rematch of the Section 6 final. Uh, Julia Kurowski stood out for Lancaster. I don't think she's committed yet, but she's a D1 player if I've ever seen one. And Megan Nelon for Clarence, if you don't know her, she's going to Alabama. Um, she was part of the only New York club team to win a gold medal in Nationals a couple of years ago. And also wanted to congratulate Narden Athletics. They have a new athletics center. I've seen it on television. I forget what channel did it. But um, whatever the name is, it's a gorgeous complex. Gorgeous. Thank you, Marquel. You know who else is committed? Roger, but that's something completely different. Let's say good morning to Dennis Sorrow of the Connolly Connolly Cup. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Tony. How you doing, buddy? Whoa, a little bit of feedback there. How you doing, Dennis? Good, real good. All right, we teased this last week, and this is something that you and I have been going back and forth uh, over over, uh, Facebook messaging and and whatnot and on the phone, and that uh, you came up with a great idea for this year. Last year was our first year announcing the finalists on the program. Now we are going to take it on the road. We're going to take it. We haven't – the venue is not set in stone yet, so I'm not going to announce that part of it. But uh, what we're looking to do, and uh, this is a a great – again, a great idea by Dennis is that – we are going to ask anybody out there, if you think or feel that you are going to be a finalist, we want you to show it up on November the 12th, Dennis? Yeah, November the 12th. November the 12th, we're going to do a live broadcast. We will announce where it's going to be soon enough. I was hoping to get the clearance before we started the show, but uh, no word yet. And uh, what we're going to do is have the finalists come there, a bunch of uh, whoever thinks they're going to be a finalist. And if you're out there uh, and we are, you're named a finalist, we're going to talk to you, get your thoughts on that. But, Dennis, it's a wonderful idea, and it's really exciting for the Connolly Cup. Yes, it sure is. And, I, you know, we discussed this after last year's meeting, and like I said, it's been something that you and me have been working on for almost a year now, and I think it's going to be a great opportunity for, you know, everybody involved in the, to get out there and you know, talk to the kids that actually are finalists this year, if they could, if they show up, you know, and it, it's a great opportunity to, to, to do this thing on a live venue. Now, Dennis, let me ask you this. I mean, you know, because every week, you know, it's on our Facebook page, and and uh, you guys are posting it on Facebook and whatnot, and that's uh, the uh, weekly Connolly Cup uh, uh, winners for the for that week. If your name has been called during uh, the season, you should probably think about showing up. Correct? Yes, you should. But one thing about that, that weekly topic forums, that's just we 
saw that we said, like you said, we we do we do see every every possible contender. We think it would be a, a finalist. We ask for coaches to call it. We have it on our website that you know if you feel players should be uh, seen. You should see. This year, um, we had a couple more uh, scouts down in the southern tier. We have seen them all schools, but ten going into this weekend. You know, it, we do go down, and uh, I mean, there's a fallacy going around that we don't see the small schools. We've seen all the D schools. We do see the D schools. We've always seen the D schools. If you look at our website, there, there's been finalists in the D schools almost every year, and there's actually been a winner. I think his name was Caltrick. You know, yeah, we may have heard of him. We <laughs> may have heard of him. But um, like I said, I give credit to our, our committee. They do an outstanding job of covering every player that we can that we feel is capable of being seen. And if we see that they're capable of being seen, our committee, as many guys as we can, get out and see these guys before um, the, the, the season is over. Again, what's up? when is the last game? Is uh, was this weekend the last that, or no, next weekend? No, keep going. Week ten. A uh, week ten is that's your cutoff, and that's when you uh, say, "Okay, we have uh, you know enough weeks, and nothing. Any performance after that doesn't count." Yes, and not only for that reason, Tony. You know, our our banquet's December, the first weekend in December. I think it's December third this year at the Ilios Apollos, which is a, I, I say Ilios because when we lost the, the the other place that we had it at, um, Elfrey. When they closed down, he stepped up and did host this thing. We really appreciate that. But when we go there, we have we have basically three weeks to get this thing done. That's getting all the information from all the coaches, getting all the stuff, getting it to to the printer, getting all that stuff ready for the banquet. It, if we waited any longer, it it wouldn't be fair to the kids that have already been done playing. You know, we don't want to, you know. At those extra games when they don't have a chance to play those extra games because everybody has a chance to play ten games. All right, all right, Dennis. I mean, I'm looking forward to this. I think this is going to be really exciting, and I'm hoping we get a lot of listeners to show up, even if you're not a finalist, to show up and come by and uh, say hello to the guys and and uh, take a look at some of the kids who are going to be out there. And uh, of course, uh, you, myself, and we're going to we're going to have a good time with this. And I really uh, appreciate you guys thinking of inside high school sports and uh, looking forward to uh, a great time on November the twelfth. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that, Tony. Appreciate it. All right, Dennis Saro, take care. Uh, so looking forward to that. November the 12th, we will have an announcement. Uh, as soon as we know the venue, we will pass it along to you. Raj, unfortunately, we have some really bad news uh, to uh, get into before we start the scores. And uh, I have to admit, when I saw this, it really blew my blew me away. I didn't know the man personally, but I don't know. How long have I known you now? Over 10 years? Oh, yeah, 2004, uh, January 2004 was my uh, first show, you know, with uh, going back to those real good uh, state teams we had with the Grover Cleveland, and, uh, well, Lazar Hayward Jr. was a senior, and that's 2004. And throughout all that time, I have heard uh, stories after stories that have left me cracking up laughing about Archie O'Brien. He's passed away... And this is a huge blow to Western New York uh, high school sports. This man was loved. Yeah, really. And, you know, he's so young. I mean, uh, 1970 high school graduate. He wasn't even 65 years old. Never made it to Medicare. You know, and he was just, well, he was Archie. You know, when you talk about uh, Archie, everybody knew who exactly you were talking about. Uh, 
great career at uh, Iroquois High School. He played his high school basketball at Tonawanda. We're going to have a call in from a teammate who's calling in uh, from the uh, West Coast. Uh, uh, I don't know. Al, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here, Raj. Okay, Al Potter is a 1970 graduate of Tonawanda High School. He was a teammate and friend of Archie. And, well, he could probably have three shows that he could tell you stories about Archie back in his high school days and all that. But, uh, Al, welcome to the show. Glad you got up a little bit early out where you are. You're from out in Arizona. And, uh, yep. again, welcome to the show. And, uh, and briefly, uh, just tell us what you can contribute about uh, Archie O'Brien. Well, I grew up with Archie. Um, I knew his whole family. He comes from a great family. I met him when I was about 10 years old. We played at the Tonawana Boys Club. And um, then we, when we went to uh, junior high school at Tonawanda, I played four years of uh, high school basketball with him. Actually, three years because Archie was the only, uh, only one of our group that uh, played varsity as a sophomore. So I played uh, you know, with him for a long time. We were great friends. You know, just a couple of things I, I wrote down about Archie. He was an absolute leader on the court. I'm sure that doesn't surprise you guys when you see what a great coach he was. I mean, a true leader. He was the guy we always looked up to, captain of the team. Uh, he was uh, just a great teammate. He's the kind of guy in high school that you love to have on your team and you hate playing against because Archie was the guy who was just tough, Elbows flying, gets every rebound, every loose ball. Just a just a terrific guy, and uh, he will certainly be missed. Uh, I followed his coaching career. I think I was at one of the Buff State games that you were doing, Roger, when his team was in the sectionals, and um, he just uh, you know it's it's hard to describe what a loyal friend and leader and teammate Archie was. Yeah, and uh, like I say, the stories and well. Two of his sons are, uh, you know, well-known names in Western New York. Eric O'Brien, who is now coaching, is it at Wheatfield now or North Tonawanda? One NT, of the two. I thought. Possibly NT. Uh, and his son, uh, Mike O'Brien, who is a uh, you know New York State trooper and one of the top basketball officials in Western New York. So, uh, you know, there, there's a tribute there. One generation. Uh well, we know how much Ro Archie loved officials, Rod. Oh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> you talk about an oxymoron. His son, the referee. Good golly and all that. I wonder if Mike O'Brien ever had an opportunity to tee up Archie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the dinner table after that uh, scenario? But, yeah, hey, Al, uh, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear your voice. Uh, thanks for your uh, contribution. Uh, Anthony, I want to make a, you know, recognize that uh, Al Potter's nephew, actually his wife Robin's nephew, is Jason Drojewski, for whom I believe, Al, correct me if I'm wrong, but the press box at the new Tonawanda sports facility is named after him. Yeah, Jason, um, our nephew, my, my wife's uh, brother's Dale's son. Yes, he is the press box named after Jason. Went to Tonawanda High School. We lost him tragically. He works for the city of Tonawanda. And he announced the game, the football games there. Just, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful kid, and a big loss to our family several years ago. Okay, well, you have our thoughts for that all the time. Anytime I set foot in that facility, Al, such a pleasure. Thanks. Uh, I will be in touch. Give Robin a hug for me, please. All right. Thanks a lot. Same to you, buddy. And nice talking to you guys. I listen to you 
every Saturday morning out here on WGR from Gilbert, Arizona. Thank you very much. We God appreciate bless. that. And uh, obviously our, our uh, condolences, thoughts, prayers, all that going to the O'Brien family. It's uh, devastating news. It really is. All right, we had uh, football action last night. We're going to go through the highlights before we get to the break. We had Pembroke beating Nichols 42-22. to We had Steubenville, Ohio beating Cardinal O'Hara 35-14. to Hutch Tech beating Clarence 34-13. to Climber Sherman, Panama 14 over Frewsburg 7. You had Silver Creek uh, 27-26 to over Evil Frank. Uh, Cattaraugus Little Valley beating Portville 16 to 14. Southwestern beating Faulkner 41 to nothing. Erica Bartnick went crazy in helping Cheat DeWaga come from behind to beat Maryville 34 to 26. North Tonawanda winning the annual TNT game 41 to 18. Joe Diderwich had 160 yards, three touchdowns. Chris Labonte 118 yards. Olean over Salamanca 54 to 7. Pioneer beating Gowanda Pine Valley 28 to nothing. Todd Thompson over 1000 yards on the season, 189 yards on 21 carries with two touchdowns. Lancaster beating Depew 51 to 14. Zach Zamborski 167 yards, three touchdowns. Ryan Manzel threw for 231 with three scores. Hamburg beating Frontier 34 to 22. John Collins, 160 yards, a couple of scores. Brett Hall threw for 208 and three touchdowns. Iroquois blanking South Park, 9 to nothing. Brandon Yax went over 1,000 yards. He had 113 yards on 28 carries. You can follow all of this in today's Buffalo News. West Seneca East beating West Seneca West, 28 to 6. Austin Breedenstein ran for 117 yards. Bennett beating Lakeshore, 53 to 6. Star Point over Sweet Home, 54 to 14. Aaron Chase threw for 158 yards. Williamsville South beating Grand Island, 21 to 19. Antoine Jones had 148 yards. Will North, th- Will North 30, Lockport 8. Marquell Wells, 233 yards. East Aurora slash Holland, 43. Springville, 16. Joe Montgomery had 19 tackles and a sack. Dunkirk beating Fredonia 44 to nothing. Lackawanna beating Barker Royhart 35 to 20. Medina over Albion 48 to 6. Burgard beating Luport. Deshaun McCullough had 345 all-purpose yards for my dogs. Akron beating Eden North Collins 48 to 20. And finally, Maple Grove 50, Randolph 7, Brad Benson, 130 yards with two scores. There are your scores and highlights from last night. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the fallout from the Timon St. Joe's brawl, what it means. We're also going to get into uh, playoff forecast. We know some are etched in stone, some still waiting to be decided. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. You're killing me. You got to play Petty? Oh, man. I want to burn my headphones now. Nate's oh, the I'm man, sorry, Anthony. Nate. Nate's the man. That's the, the worst bumper music I have ever heard. I am not a petty fan. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Is that, is that, worse, than, is that oh. worse than Bon Jovi? It's right there. It's right there. John Cougar, Mellencamp. I mean, that's lumped up garbage there. All right, we're back. We're listening to Inside High School Sports. Uh, if, as you remember, last week we got into talking about the uh, 
uh, brawl that occurred between Time and St. Joe's. Game had to be uh, stopped. They ruled it at a double forfeit, and uh, suspensions followed. A lot of controversy over that. So we're going to kind of break this thing this thing down, and uh, from we're going to talk to Mark Adair. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Mark, I figured you'd have an opinion on this. I don't know how I figured that. It might be from, I don't know, looking at our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports. Your name may have appeared a couple of times on there. Uh, get us up to speed as to where we are right now with the, uh, with the penalties and the fallout from the brawl. Okay. Um, apparently, five time in players were suspended. One St. Joe's player was suspended. I have no idea what went on in the meeting, okay? I don't know if they looked at news film, um, got word from the referees. I don't know if they picked names out of a hat. I have no idea how they came up with these names. Apparently, Freddie Nixon, um, who is a very good defensive lineman, nose tackle for St. Joe's, was seen on news clips throwing punches. Now, he was provoked, he was dragged, he was slammed to the ground, um, but I think the rules are pretty clear that if you throw a punch, you are ejected and suspended. Yeah, no matter what the circumstances are, absolutely. the rule is if you throw that punch, that's it. Absolutely, absolutely. No, <coughs> excuse me, there's no leeway given to why you threw the punch. Um, but apparently St. Joe's, all the players, went and turned in their uniforms and said they were going to boycott the Canisius game, which is today at 1 o'clock. And apparently the school has relented and is now going to appeal the decision to um, suspend Freddie Nixon. Now, that would allow Nixon to play in today's game against Canisius. Um, I don't know what to make of this, guys. I really don't. Uh, St. Joe's has always said, we don't care. You're going to follow the rules. Discipline is important. Um, your behavior is important, things like that. And now they've just caved. I also know that the Canisius game and St. Joe's, whoever hosts that game every year, it's, it's worth an awful lot of money to the booster clubs. Yeah, you're talking about, what, 7,000 people they're expected to show up today? Yeah, with, uh, at five, $5 a ticket, or is it $10 a ticket now? $5 a ticket. You're talking thirty five grand if they have 7,000 paid uh, uh, right. customers. Wow. Right, and, and so whoever hosts it, and it's not just, it's not just ticket sales, guys. That, that, this is the game that both schools have longtime alumni fly home for from around the country. And at that, I'm sure that the schools make, you know, donation appeals at that point. Um, so it, it's worth a lot more than $35,000. Um, you know, so the game had to be played. It just simply had to be. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody, so I don't know what the situation is and what went into the decision. But I know that it kind of looks bad. Well, so much so that we're hearing that the uh, uh, would be the AD for Monsignor Martin, uh, the chairman, chairman Ryan Kishesky. Yeah, that uh, he is. The word is that he is stepping down. 
I have no confirmation from that other than other media people. Yeah, it's just a rumor right now, as of right now, that uh, somebody's speculating on uh, on Twitter. or. And it is unconfirmed, but yes, it's more than one media person has said that Brian Koshevsky has resigned. Um, you know, let's face it, this is a mess. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I think it could have been taken care of by marching 15 yards off a of timing, throwing a few players out of the game, and... Completing the game, I think would have uh, would have would have settled everything. And um, but, gosh, you know, once Chad Kelly ran on the field, this became national news. Yeah, and then uh, Ole Miss decided that they weren't going to do anything. They understood that it was his brother uh, that uh, he felt like he had to defend. So and that uh, makes it all right. Well, to them, I, oh, Gordon, you, again, <laughs> there's money on the line here. You know. Uh, where where it could hurt him is uh, when it comes time to, for uh, the NFL to come knocking on the door, and if they believe that uh, he's a hothead or he is a, a troublemaker, they're not going to invest money in him. It's just that simple. I, I honestly think the, that it's not going to hurt his draft status in the least. That's just my opinion. Um, however, Chad has got to learn. <laughs> well, how many times are we going to say that? If C so much as passes gas after a large meal, it is national news. <laughs> I love that. Line. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for <laughs> for livening up the show. <laughs> to make this, he is, when a situation happens in front of him, he has got to make himself invisible. Yeah. Head the other way, because son, there. As soon as he ran on that field, every camera there turned towards him. Yeah, every cell phone went on and uh, and recorded it. Uh, it, uh, it was all over the place. Hey, Mark, I want to thank you for calling in. And uh, if, if uh, people are interested, check out Football Weekly. If you want to get a hold of Mark, uh, you could do so on our Facebook page. Mark, real quick, uh, your email address if anybody uh, wants to subscribe. NYFootballWriter at Roadrunner.com. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you, and I'm going to be uh, in your face, by the way, in uh, in a few weeks as uh, Michigan's going to be all over Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't look good for us this year. Doesn't hey! Look- <laughs> <laughs> Mark, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Have a good night. All right, you too. Uh, real quickly, Raj. Yeah, the other thing I don't understand, and the videos were clear, uh, the person that was suspended, number 52, I don't know his name, and if I did, I wouldn't say it, he wasn't even one of the first three or four St. Joe's uh, players that were over there on the altercation. He was finishing a block. You could see that. He runs to the right as you're watching the video, and there's three other St. Joe's players over there uh, giving uh, quarterback Kelly uh, some assistance if needed. And then all of a sudden, I guess the camera went to Chad, and then the camera went back, and all of a sudden, 52 showed up. So it's not like he happened to be in the area. He decided to join the area. I don't understand the appeal and what grounds they're appealing on, other than like what Mark says. You know, if, uh, you know, I just think this was a ploy by the St. Joe's team. I'm sure they would have had their uniforms by game time. That's right. my personal opinion. All right, we got to move on from that. We only have a, an hour broadcast. Uh, believe me, if we had more time, we would uh, take calls and and get in on this. I see our phone lines are ringing up, but we just don't have the time. All right, guys, this is uh, you know we're, we know matchups. Roger, start laying out where we are right now, playoff wise, uh, after last night's games. Okay, Class Double A, 
pairings are matched up. Uh, Jamestown will travel to Clarence, a nice, nice short trip for the uh, Red Raiders to play the Red Devils. Ken West will be playing at Lancaster. Will North secured the third seed in the North by with their win last night. They will be traveling to OP. Hutch Tech, very impressive team right now. They knocked off a good Clarence team. They're going up to Niagara Falls for what I believe is a rematch. Hutch Tech gave Niagara Falls all they could handle earlier in the that year. That should be a good game. Class A, uh, we now have the North teams, what I believe would be the uh, standings for them. Start point number one, that was a no-brainer. Number two, last night with Will South's win over Grand Island, that led to a three-way tie between Will South, Grand Island, and North Tonawanda. If I figured this out right and they go to the... uh, Point differential tiebreaker. I believe uh, North Tonawanda ends up with the second seed and will host the third seed from the south. Uh, then uh, Will South and Grand Island. Will South gets the third seed by virtue of their win last night against Grand Island. Now, with Iroquois' win against South Park last night at All High Stadium, Iroquois has secured a playoff spot. Uh, everybody says South Park's out. South Park is out if McKinley defeats Riverside today. Should Riverside knock off McKinley, all of a sudden South Park jumps up to the number two seed. If I figured out with the point differential against common opponents, their only common opponents would be Bennett, and they beat Bennett. Uh, but having said that, if McKinley wins today, they will be the second seed. They will be tied with Bennett. Bennett has the head-to-head tiebreaker. The third seed would be Iroquois uh, because Iroquois, South Park, and uh, uh, who am I missing? West Seneca East all finished four and two. Iroquois beat both of them in week six. They beat West Seneca East in week seven. Last night they beat South Park. They get the third seed. West Seneca gets the fourth seed over South Park, having beaten them, I believe, in week five. So if it's like that, the pairings will be West Seneca East will travel up north to Star Point. Grand Island will come to All High Stadium to play Bennett. Iroquois will go to North Tonawanda. And Will South will play McKinley, I would assume, at Riverside Field if they do play on Friday night. Okay, so that's the A's. When we come back from the break, we'll go into the B's, C's, and D, okay? Sounds like a plan. All right, we'll be back with more after this. How bizarre. One last segment. Sal Capaccio's up next. I can't hear you, Raj. Sorry. I think Nate doesn't want you to talk anymore. Nate, you broke my heart. (laughs) All right, one last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sal Capaccio's up next. All right, uh, we're getting, we're talking, we left off talking about the A's, and uh, Jack Cruiser, the voice of Cheek Duwaga, is going to get us updated as to the B's. What's going on? With the bees, Jack. Well, a lot has changed in the past uh, week. Medina Weber maintains the number one spot as they won by uh, the twenty-point win yesterday. Uh, Medina beating Albion by plus twenty, so they get the twenty power points to put them in first place in Class B. They will host Lackawanna in round one. Lackawanna slides in ahead of Springville as they lost by more than twenty yesterday. Lackawanna goes three and two in league play. They'll play at Medina. Number two, Cheek Dewaga with an eight-point victory over Maryville last night. They will host Burgard MST. Uh, your Bulldogs. <laughs> your Bulldogs coming to Cheek Dewaga next week. That will oh, be an interesting no. game. <laughs> Dominic Prince looking like he'll play this week. Um, 
not quite certain on that one, but it looks like Prince will be back. Cheektowaga didn't have to play Prince when they first met off, uh, played in the uh, first half of the year. Cheektowaga did beat them by uh, a good margin. Uh, number three, Olean. They will host Alden in round one. Alden at four and one. Olean, uh, five and zero, oh, undefeated with forty power points in the three seed. Uh, Alden, a tough matchup at Olean. I don't know. Sure. Who I should pick at that game, but uh, I saw Alden play this year. They got a a good squad. Um, Olean, though, it's a tough tough matchup. And They've had the, a great year, great year so far. Yeah, uh, four and one to end up at the sixth seed is unlucky for them to say the least. Uh, Maryville, uh, coming off a tough loss at Cheektowaga in overtime. Um, that was a crazy game, by the way, last night. Uh, intensity throughout the entire match. Maryville will play the fifth seed. Uh, they are the fifth seed. They will play at Dunkirk, who is the fourth seed. Oh, that's going to be a good game. Both teams four and one. Uh, should be huge. The only uh, the differential was less than twenty points. So Maryville, should they have won yesterday, could have put them in the top three. But however, it shook down. Maryville's at the fifth seed, and they will play Dunkirk. So that's the Class B. Wow, that's very competitive. All right, Raj, you do have some of C's though, right? I know it's not all in. By the way, if anybody knows the score, because there was no report. Uh, between Allegheny, Limestone, Chautauqua Lake. If anybody knows it, please call us at 803-0550. Call now so that uh, we can get uh, the information out there. Allegheny, Limestone at Chautauqua Lake last night. We had no report. We could really could use the score. If you could call in 803-0550, I'd appreciate that. Just pass it along to Nate. Okay, last night we fin- finally figured out the fourth seed in the Class C North, Akron, with their win over Eden slash North Collins. And I'm still having a problem with Eden, North Collins being in the North, but that's how it shook out. Akron will have a nice short trip uh, next week. They go down to southwestern south uh, western Jamestown. That's about a two-hour ride. Long way home if Akron loses, but they will be playing southwestern. I am assuming that... Uh, Chautauqua Lake won last night. Now, that's not Etchison Stone. It's speculation on my part at best. So they end up with the third seed in the south. They have a nice short trip up to Wilson to play the second seed from the north. Falconer, I believe, will be the fourth seed now. They will travel up to Cleveland Hill. A lot of short trips, you notice, in Class C. Hope and, gas price goes down. And the hop, skip, and a jump for Class C. JFK finishing third in the north. They only have to go as far as Gowanda. So those would be the four uh, Class C matchups. Class D, what a surprise. Maple Grove is the number one seed. And uh, only surprise last night was the uh, differential in the score last night. Normally, uh, uh, Maple Grove-Randolph turns out to be a good game. It wasn't last night. All right, let's hold up. Nate, did you get uh, that information for us? I did. We got a score. It was 19-7, to 7, Allegheny over Chautauqua Lake. Allegheny oh. over Chautauqua Lake, 19-7. Okay, 19 now to 7. we'd have to crunch the numbers because I think we have Forget a, that last segment. I think we have a three-way tie for uh, the third, fourth, and fifth uh, in Class C, and uh, I don't think time would permit us to figure that one out. So I'm going to continue with the rest Please. of the D matchups. Okay, Maple Grove will uh, face number eight, Portville. Bearing in mind that all the Class D teams make the playoff. They play the whole seven-game schedule, the seven-week schedule, excuse me, uh, just for seeding purposes. Uh, Cataraugus Little Valley, by virtue of their win last night against Portville, will play number two, Silver Creek, who knocked off Evil Frank last night for the uh, decide who is second and third. Evil Frank, the third seed, will host Frewsburg, and... <coughs> Uh, Joe's uh, favorite team and your favorite team, uh, 
cheese, pepperoni, and sausage, uh, mm. a.k.a. Uh, Clymer, Panama, and Sherman, they will be hosting Randolph. What are the chances if you'd have told uh, us in the beginning of the year that Randolph would have to go on the road for the very first quarterfinal game? Right. It's been a long time since that happened. Those are the D matchups. I apologizing for speculating wrong on that Chautauqua Lake game last night. Uh, but two out of the three teams between Falconer, Chautauqua Lake, and what was it, Allegheny Limestone, will be the third and fourth seeds. All right, guys, thank you very much. Jack, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Great job. Thanks uh, for having me on. Yeah, my Fantastic. pleasure. We'll, we'll have you on again in the future. Uh, Joe, Roger, and Marquel. thanks to Nate. And I'm headed out to Wilson High School today, 3 o'clock. Go Diamondbacks. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.